the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'm so glad you tuned in tonight. I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so glad you can be here with us. So uh, let's open the program in prayer, and let's just seek the Lord. First of all, the first thing we want to do is just get before the Lord in His presence. So Father, I thank you. Well, God, Lord, you are so awesome. You are so majestic. You are so worthy of all praise and all honor and all glory. Lord, we just come before you tonight. We ask, Lord, that you would take over, Holy Spirit. Take over in this next hour. Let there be blessings tonight for those people who are listening tonight, for your children who are listening tonight. Lord, I just pray, Father, that there would be blessing and power and the love of God shared on this program tonight. I just pray, Lord, that you would have your way. Holy Spirit, reach out and touch each and every listener. And, Lord, provide for the needs of those who call in tonight. For the prayers, Lord, that offered up in faith. Lord, that we would trust you and depend on you and seek you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. And this is a live program. We are here in studio, uh, ready to take your calls, ready to pray for your prayer requests. We're going to seek the Lord in his word. What, 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 whatever the Holy Spirit has in store tonight, you know, being a live program, you know, we come in prepared to, to do the, the show, and you never know what's going to happen. You never know how the Lord's going to work tonight. But I know the Lord has a blessing for you. I know that the prayer offered up in faith seeking the lord that's an answered prayer because the bible says we can have confidence to come before the throne of grace we can have confidence to come to him who's a very present help in our time of need look what the bible says in uh, the psalms uh, i came across this the scripture in psalms 55 16 says as for me i shall call upon god and the lord will save me and if you go down a little further uh, the 22nd verse says, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Never allow the righteous to be shaken. As for me, I shall call upon the Lord. How about you tonight? Are you going to call upon the Lord? Do you need God to work in your life? Do you need God to change a situation in your life? Do you, got, do you need God to create a situation in your life? What's going on? What do you need to bring before the Lord tonight? I want to encourage you to call in with your prayer requests. Yes, this is a live program. You can call in right now, right now, and we will pray together, and all the listeners tonight will be praying with us. So we're a family here tonight, and we will be praying for your prayer requests. Call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. For your live, on-air calls, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if if there's something you want to bring before the Lord, a situation, a loved one, if there's somebody you know who's not saved and you want to pray for them, if there's somebody in the hospital you want to pray for them, if you're going through something right now and you need God to, to, to act on your behalf, you need God to make the situation better, you need God to change the situation, whatever's going on, let's pray about it. You know, the Bible says, bring, all, bring it all before the Lord. Bring it all to him. 
make your request known to him. And you do that by picking up the phone and saying, Samuel, let's pray. I need to pray about this, or I need to pray about that. 555, I'm sorry, 888-995-5552. 888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer or you know somebody needs prayer. How about your Bible questions? I love getting your calls with Bible questions. If you're seeking the Lord in his word, that is awesome. That is so encouraging. You know, we learn. I learn when I ask questions. We all learn by asking questions. So if there's a question on your mind tonight, a Bible question, something you want to ask about Christianity, uh, doctrine, theology, the cults, the occult. You know, I had the, the cults at my door today. You know, Jehovah Witness came to my door, knocked on the door. He's given us a pamphlet, inviting us to church. And I said, oh, I see you're Jehovah Witness. I see you're from the Watchtower. He said, oh, are you familiar with our, are you familiar with Jehovah Witness? I said, yes, I am. I'm familiar with the writings of Judge Rutherford and Charles Theodore. And we got into a little discussion. And I just started asking him questions, you know, and just trying to, as uh, Greg Kokel encourages us, to just put a stone in his shoe. Give him something to think about. I said, you know, why would Jesus talk about, because uh, he asked me, what is it that you, that you don't agree with? I said, well, you guys don't believe in a, a literal hell. And I said, why would Jesus talk more about hell than heaven if it wasn't a literal place? If hell doesn't exist, why did Jesus talk about it so much? And why did he use names in his in his story of Lazarus and the rich man? If it was a parable, why did he use names? And how is the rich man suffering in a place that doesn't exist? Just trying to put a stone in his shoe. Trying to give him something to think about. Trying to plant those seeds. So we do that because we want to take the gospel. You know, sometimes you don't have to go out looking for somebody to, to, to share the gospel with. Sometimes they'll come to your door. But we need to be able to ask questions, and we need to be able to answer questions. And you'll never be able to answer these questions until you ask these same questions and ask why. Why this, why that? So call in with your, with your Bible questions tonight, with your questions about Christianity, about uh, world religions, whether it's Buddhism or Islam or whatever. Whatever's on your mind tonight, I encourage you to call in with your, with your questions. It's 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls, for your uh, prayer requests, for your Bible questions, or your praise reports. How has the Lord blessed you through this ministry How's the Lord blessed you through your church? What has the Lord done for you this week, this month? How's the Lord encouraged you? How's the Lord blessed you? We'd love to hear your testimonies and praise reports. It's encouraging to, to all of us when we hear how the Lord is working. So call in tonight. The number is 888 995 That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls, and I want to encourage David, Elizabeth, Jeremiah, just keep holding on, and we'll get to your calls in just a second. We just have a few more things to talk about. We want to pray for some people tonight who, first of all, Nancy Mitchell, who's in the hospital, we want to pray that the Lord would heal her and bring her home from the hospital safely and totally healed. We want to pray for many who's uh, starting chemotherapy pretty soon. We want to pray for Jimmy Argentino and Nancy we want to pray that the Lord would uh, heal them and bless them. And I want to pray Polly. She had a stroke. We want to pray for that, that Polly would totally be healed and recover from this stroke. So, Lord, we have these prayer requests. But you said, Lord, in your word, Lord, you said that you would hear our prayers, that the prayer offered up in faith shall be heard. You said, as, the, the, the psalmist said, As for me, I shall call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would save Nancy in the hospital, that you would heal her, Lord. I pray that you would heal many, Mugodad. I pray that you would heal Frankie Longos, Mugodad. I just lift him up before you, Lord, and ask your, your, your healing upon him. I pray, Lord, for, 
for Jimmy and for Nancy and for Polly, that the power of God would be manifest in each and every life that I just mentioned, Lord. Lord, that your name would be praised and worshipped, Lord, through their healings, that you would be glorified. And Father, I just pray a blessing on their life, a healing, Lord, upon them through the power of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. Call in with your, with your prayer request. Call in early. Let's get into prayer requests. Let's have time for the Word tonight. Let's do it all according to the Word of God, according to the power of God, according to the will of God. Let's get your prayers, let's get your questions, and let's get to the Word. Uh, speaking of the Word, you know, we get together every Friday night for a prayer meeting, for worship, uh, for just seeking God in His Word, and I encourage you and I invite you to come out to Arcadia. We get together every Friday night at 8 p.m. Come on out, be with us for prayer, be with us for worship, and be with us as we study God's Word. We're, right now we're in Second Corinthians. We're studying Second Corinthians and when we finish Second Corinthians, we'll be going into the Old Testament. We're going to be doing the book of Esther. And then from there, we're going to go to Genesis. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff planned for Friday nights. But come out and be with us. Get started. Get into the Word. Let's, let's get together for worship. We had a great time in worship last night. It was very uh, intimate. You know, it was, a, it was a time that we a fellowship, a time of worship, and a time in God's Word. So we encourage you to come out Friday nights at 8 p.m. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Just take the 210 freeway, get off at Santa Anita, go north to Foothill, make a right, and then uh, go down to 1st Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us right there at the corner of First Forest and 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue, city of Arcadia. Friday nights at 8 p.m. So let's get together Friday night. And of course, you can also listen to us on kkla.com uh, on our podcast page. Just look for the podcast page and you'll see us there. So if you've missed a, a program and you want to catch up or you want to share the program with somebody, let them know that we are the Gypsy Christian Hour and we're on kkla.com on the podcast page. And with that, we're going to go to our first caller. And we're going to talk to David. Hi, David. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Go ahead. Sam? Yes, sir. Yeah, Sam, I was just thinking about the t uh, Christian television, TBN. Uh-huh. How it's like, uh, they have 30 networks. Yes, they going, do. Like all around the world. Like, and uh, it's expanding and growing and done a geometric and, you know, an exponential way. And it seems like, you know... With the internet and Christian television, you know, it's pretty soon it's going to reach the whole world, is you know, every nook and cranny of the whole world, you know, for Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, when he, when you know, when the whole world gospel is preached to the whole world, then he's going to return for the rapture of the church, you know, be caught up into the air and the heavens to be with him. So like, I'm thinking it might not be that long, you know, it might be like in ten or fifteen years instead of fifty or hundred years. Mm -hmm. That's all I was trying to say, you know, it could be closer than we think it is. Like you said, he's coming as a thief in the night, and so, you know, it could happen. Yeah, well, you, you know, know, I always like to one see... One more person to get saved, and it could happen, you know. That's right, there's that one last person that when they're... As soon as they receive the Lord, he's coming back. Amen. But, you know, I always like to say that, to remind people, that there are no more scriptures that need to be fulfilled for Jesus to return. Okay. The last scripture that needed to be fulfilled was the uh, reestablishing of Israel as a country. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, "When you see the fig tree blossoming, uh, that that know the end is near. The, you'll know that the end is near." And that was the last scripture that really that the last prophecy that had to be fulfilled. And there's nothing, literally, nothing holding him back, Amen. except his grace. It's his Amen. grace that's holding him back. That all who could be saved will be saved uh -huh. and that and there's you know there, there's that appointed time when jesus will return and like you said uh we we've never seen the ability to do you know jesus said or the book of revelation says that all, every eye will see him come 
every eye will see and return. Well, that was literally impossible until until you see satellite television. You know, yeah. uh, you know places. You know, when it, the internet, CNN. Uh, you know, people, you know, things like that have, 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 have uh, come about to where, you know, news is instantaneous. If something happens, you know, uh, it's almost instantaneously on the television. And yeah. you have live coverage of these things. And we'll be able to, the whole world will be able to see Jesus return yeah. uh, uh, during the second coming. Uh, but like you said, the uh, rapture will happen like a thief in the night. But there's nothing. Wait, there's nothing holding Jesus back. Okay. That the rapture can be at any time, and you know, part of the the study t- t- tonight. Uh, I'll just read you a scripture from my notes. Uh, it says that now is the time. Now is the, it says at the acceptable time, I listened to you, and on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Don't waste that saying. Don't wait. Don't wait for anything. There's nothing to wait for. If you've, if you've uh, heard the gospel and if you understand that you're a sinner in need of salvation, now is the time. Don't say, well, I'll wait five years or I'll wait ten years or I'll wait till my deathbed and I'll accept Christ when I'm dying. You don't know when you're going to meet the Lord. You don't know when you're going to pass from this world. You don't know when Jesus is coming back. And now is the time of salvation. Don't wait for anything. Don't wait for anybody. If you know that you need salvation, receive salvation now through the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, David. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for your thoughts. Thanks for calling in tonight. God bless. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hello. Hi. How come... Okay, well, my my question is, it's always emphasized, of course, that Jesus is all God, all man. Mm-hmm. And he was crucified, and he died and resurrected. So I know he had a glorified, he was glorified. So now is he still all God and all man? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll refer you to uh, Hebrews. And Hebrews tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ doesn't change. Uh, Yes, he is fully God and fully man. And he is God, is man, for for all eternity. He will, you know, he, he is the son of God and he has a physical body. He is a glorified body, but he is fully God and fully man. 100%. 100%. He's the only okay, he's the only person that ever went, lived and has two natures. Came, before he came, was he already fully man? No, no, he uh he has been he has been God. He is God. Okay, he's the second person of the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He did not have a physical body before he came to this earth. He literally took on flesh when he came to this earth. Right. The second person of the Trinity, Jesus, the Son, of, the, the Son of God, or, or God the Son, put on human flesh at the incarnation. He put on then, flesh and came to earth, and he became a man like us, that he might live the perfect life that we could never live, in order to be the perfect sacrifice for us. So is he still, he still is fully man? Yes. Okay. He is, he is fully God and fully man. You know, when he came, when he was resurrected, he went to the disciples, he went to the apostles, and they touched him. And they saw him, and he said, see that I, uh, see that I have a body. He's a little, well, paraphrasing, but he says, look, look, I have flesh and bone. He has flesh and bone. He's there. And they touched him. Thomas put his hand in his side and saw that he was physical. And he was physically, he was physically, he physically ascended into heaven. And now he has that glorified body. And why, why is he, why is he still have that glorified body? Because he is the first one who was resurrected from the dead, as we will be resurrected from the dead. And we will have the same glorified bodies that Jesus has. And uh, 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 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that, 
that we will be incorruptible, we will be immortal, we will take on immortality. Okay. Amen? Okay, yes. Amen. <laughs> All right. Thank you. God bless you, Elizabeth. Thanks for your question. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And if you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, whatever you need to talk about tonight, whatever you need to pray about tonight, I encourage you to call in the number is one 888 That's one 888 for your prayer requests, your Bible questions, your testimonies, your praise reports. Call in. It's 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to. Let me see here, Aris. Hi, Aris. Yes. Hi, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Uh, this is regard to the text on Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Oh. Aris, would you please shut up? Would you please shut off your radio? There's a ten-second delay, and it's very difficult to speak to you I when the it. radio. Okay, great. So, go ahead. Ask your question again. This is in regards to the text in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to forty. Mm-hmm. And uh, wanted to have an explanation if this commandment or the law and the prophet is pertaining to the Ten Commandment, uh, which is now embraced under the love, loving Lord God, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, the first and great commandment, and the second is likened to thou shalt love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Some ministers that I've heard that is only for the Jews. Is this for everybody or only for the Jews? Well, Jesus was, well, the Bible uh, is, is the Word of God, and the Word of God is for everybody. It's not just a commandment for the Jews. Uh, he says, when the Pharisees heard Jesus, uh, they heard him talking, one of the lawyers asked the question test, to test him. He said, "Teacher, which is the greatest? Which is the great commandment in the law?" And Jesus said, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it: you shall love your neighbor as yourself." And he's re- he's referring to uh, to 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 an Old Testament uh, uh, scripture. You know, I think it's the, I think it's the he it's the the Hebrew Shema. You know, uh, behold, behold, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. And he goes on to say, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Uh, and he's right. All the all the te- all all the Ten Commandments, all of the law, all of the law, are are summed up in these two commandments. They all the the whole law depends on these two two commandments. If you fulfill these two commandments, you fulfill the entire law. And wow, that's wonderful. I'm accepting that uh, statement that you made, that uh, when other preachers are talking about that commandment is only for exceptionally for those kind of people that I already mentioned, that is still true today and forever, because his laws are believed are forever. Yes, the, and it started from heaven, and we will also end up also in heaven if we will be a candidate for them, for 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 heaven. That this loss, and was mentioned again by another uh, minister that you don't need the law anymore in heaven; you only need it here on earth. And I said, well, the law came from heaven in the first place. And it's applicable to the uh, heavenly um, creatures and on yeah. on earth. Well, when it started there, it should <coughs> also be good here. Well, you know, we'll, th- there'll be no more sin in heaven. We sin will be but abolished. About the law, but the love, but love will, but love will remain forever. And we will love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and we will love our neighbors as ourselves. Even in Amen. heaven, you know. So I think it's awesome that that uh, the law is summed up in these two commandments, and these two commandments will continue in heaven. We won't need the Amen. ten commandments. We will. We will not need the ten commandments in heaven because we won't. We, there will be no more sin. You know, the ten, the, the, the ten commandments were given to to reveal sin in our life, to reveal how much of a sinners we are. 
to reveal that we are that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. None of us could have ever kept the Ten Commandments. We could, you know, we've all broken them multiple times and multiple commandments in our lives. You know, I agree. So but when you take the law out already, mm-hmm. then you're taking, especially number one. Law commandment number one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And if you take that out, then you have the freedom to yeah, have but what I'm, gods. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the law is fulfilled through Christ, and we we will not be in heaven, Will there'll be no sin. And the law is to reveal sin, so we will not yeah. need the law in that sense. But it, it doesn't, but, but God's law is eternal. Those, Thank you. Those laws are eternal. You know that's why we that's why we still keep them till today. We have the 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 moral law of God. Okay. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Ari. Thank you very much. God bless. Thanks for calling. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two for your. Prayer request, if you need prayer, if you want to call upon the Lord, let's call upon the Lord together. Let's seek God together for the need in your life. If you know somebody who's in need, if you want to just stand in the gap, stand in the gap for someone, you bring them to the Lord. You bring their needs to the Lord, and let's pray together for the for your needs, for the needs of your loved ones. Whoever's on your mind tonight, whoever the Lord's putting on your heart tonight, call in and let's pray for them together. The number is 1-888-995-5552, for the live on-air calls for prayer, for Bible questions, testimonies, praise reports, whatever's on your mind tonight, let's talk about it. Let's seek the Lord together. A lot of questions tonight. Praise the Lord. So let's get to another question and talk to Eddie. Hi, Eddie. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm getting good. I've, I've called you every week, and I've asked you different questions about the Bible. Uh-huh. And I had a question. Um, in the beginning of your program, uh, when it says, I believe in Yadia, is that what they're saying? No. Uh, I, they're saying, Avili Evramia. Is that Jesus Christ? In, uh, no, it mean, no, it means the time has come. Avili Evramia, uh, the time has come uh, to praise and to, to worship God. Uh-huh. It's, okay. it's saying the time has come to, to worship and praise the Father and the Son. No, it's in, this, in, the, in the song, it's Avili Evramia. The time uh-huh. has come. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I was with a friend of mine today. Um, we went to go see a fireworks show. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, he was uh, he's an agnostic. Mm-hmm. And he tells, he asked me, like, well, when's Jesus coming back? You know, I mean, everybody keeps saying he's going to come back. Uh, for years and years they've been saying it, and he hasn't showed up. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, the Bible says that no man knows the day or the hour but the Father in heaven. Right. So so he was saying, like, well, well, if he's God, you know, why isn't he showing signs? And I said, well, there are signs. You look at the news, the media, everything, it's, you know, everything's falling into place where I put, I tell him we're, we're pretty close, but we're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he still couldn't figure it out. He was like scratching his head, you know, cause he, he says he's an agnostic. And then he says he goes to a Catholic church and he, he believes in Mary. And I says, well, why do you pray to Mary? He said, I pray for Jesus. Mary didn't die on the cross. Jesus did. Mm-hmm. She was the mother of God. She's the mother of Jesus, but she's to be reverenced, but not praise or worship. You know, she was chosen by uh-huh. the Holy Spirit. But so he didn't have an answer for that. You know, so I'm like, well, let me pray for you. So I prayed for him, and um, you know, he still didn't feel nothing. So I just want to keep him in prayer. His name's Robert. Well, let's pray for Robert right now. Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for Robert, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that he's asking, that he's willing to ask questions and that he's willing to listen to answers, Lord. But I pray, Father, that you would speak to him, that you would use. Lord, that you'd use Eddie or use whoever you choose to use, Lord, to speak to him and just to relay your love and your grace and your acceptance. Lord, that you 
would just minister to him through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would touch his heart, Lord, and that he would come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, that all his questions would be answered, Lord, through the power of your Spirit, that you would reveal to him, Lord, through your word and through the sharing of your word and through, through, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you love him, that you died for him, Lord, that you gave that sacrifice on the cross that nobody else could, could, could give. Only you could pay the price that we, to pay the debt that we could never pay. Only you, Lord, could do that. And I pray for, for Robert, Lord, that he would come to know you and that he would be saved. Lord, I pray for all those, Lord, who are not saved. I pray, Lord, for this world, this unbelieving world, to come to Christ. I pray for every soul, Lord, that is able to be saved through the power of God. For those who are foreknown to you and predestined by you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, salvation and grace upon Robert. Amen. 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 Um, just one quick one. Sure. Um, the Passion of the Christ, uh, you know, when Jesus went down to get the keys, mm. and he, uh, and Satan was, okay, I, I'm not sure, was that Satan or was that a demon? Well, here's the thing. I don't believe that Jesus had to go down to hell to get the keys uh, from Satan. You know, he Jesus is God, right. and, and God has all dominion over all over heaven and earth and hell. You know, uh, he never gave dominion to Satan, uh, for Satan to to, to be the guardian of hell or to be the ruler of hell. Satan, uh, hell was created for for eternal punishment for Satan and for everyone who follows Satan. So when he says, he never says, now I have the keys. He never Uh says that he went to get the keys. It says, look, I have the, the keys are in my hands. So it's, it's, God has all authority, and he's always had all authority, and he never had to get the keys from Satan. And when people say that he went down to hell, he never went down to hell to fight with Satan or to, to, to do battle with Satan. It, he went to proclaim his coming to those who were in Hades. Uh, uh, it never says he went to hell, to, he went to Gehenna. It says that he went to Sheol, the grave, or he went to Hades, the place of the dead. And we know that the place of the dead, there were two compartments. One was in Ab- one was paradise, where, uh, called Abraham's bosom, where Lazarus went. And one was in a compartment of eternal torment, where the rich man went. Right. And I believe that the Bible tells us that he went to, 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 to Hades, to proclaim the coming of the Messiah. All those who died waiting for the Messiah, he went to to proclaim his coming, that what they were waiting for has actually happened. And it says he led captivity captive. I think think the Bible Bible teaches that he went down there and he emptied out Abraham's bosom. He He led captivity captive. All those who were waiting for the Messiah they were taken out of the place of, uh, uh, of called Abraham's bosom and taken up into heaven with Jesus Christ. For the Bible tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. So, so I, I, while uh, some people believe that he went and fought with Satan and defeated Satan in, in hell and took the keys, I don't believe that. I don't believe the Bible teaches that. Uh, I, I would like to see a scripture that teaches that. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, so when he was when he was um, being crucified, and uh, heaven, all heaven was above, uh, the angels were witnessing everything, right? Oh yeah, I believe the angels witnessed everything. I believe you know that 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 there was a great host of, of of heavenly witnesses watching Jesus being crucified. I'm sure right. you know the, the 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 same way the demons and Satan were watching and rejoicing. I believe. All of heaven was 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 uh, uh, mournful and 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 watching the Son of God being tortured and, and sacrificed on the cross like that. Uh, it says that the, the the sun grew dark, you know, in the middle of the day, and for three hours there was darkness upon the earth, uh, and and the and the earth was shaken and the graves were opened with, at Jesus's crucifixion. It, it was a it was a pretty uh, gruesome gruesome time. Yeah. 
All right, Sam. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, and God bless you. God bless you, Eddie. Thanks for the call. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can yeah, we... How you doing, Sammy? Turn Good. the radio down, Mom. Yeah, how yeah. you doing, Sammy? Doing okay. Happy Lord's Day. Happy Lord's Day. Happy Sunday. Okay, I got a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you, could God take your name out of the book? No. Uh, the uh, the Lamb Life book, but I know he could do anything. Book well, of Lamb. Well, God doesn't take your name out. I don't believe God takes your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life, but I believe that there are people who take their own name out, you know, by their decisions on how they want to live. Uh, you can divide, you know, even look, just look at the parable of the sower, uh, Jeremiah, how uh, people accept and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, but then they go back. Sometimes because it's a, the, the worries of the world, sometimes because it's lust and of the flesh, it's for different reasons. But were they ever really true Christians? I don't know. I don't. Uh, you know, were there were there were there names ever really written in the book? Who knows? But we know that there are people who seem to be Christians and then they turn back, they turn away. They give they up. Turn away to their old ways. They turn away to their old ways. You can't live in the world and live in Christ at the same time. The Bible tells us if you are in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, Second Corinthians five seventeen, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. When you come to Jesus and you're born again, you are a new creation, and you're living a different life. You can't keep living the old ways. You can't live in the world and still expect to be in Jesus Christ. It's not going to happen. It doesn't work like that. So you, it's not like you, God writes your name in the book and then erases your name. You know, God doesn't do that. You know, if God's going to give you the gift of salvation and you're going to receive that gift of salvation, you know, you're saved. But have you really been saved? Are you really born again? There's a lot of people in church you know, going to church that are not born again, Jeremiah. I know, but we're not all perfect, Sammy. But God didn't ask you to be perfect. God God, God sent Jesus, and he was the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect sacrifice. But how are you living your life? That's what we all have to ask ourselves. Am I living my life for Jesus Christ? Am I living my life for God? Or am I living my life to, for my own lustful pleasures? Am I living my life for my own uh, for my own pleasure? Or am I trying to please God? You know, uh, Paul's main desire in life was to be pleasing to God. That's that's what that's what that's what Paul's main and, and that's what he tells us. In, in in the Bible, in, in the in the Gospels, that that we are to be pleasing to God. That should be our desire to be pleasing to God. And I have to ask myself, am I be, is is the way I'm living pleasing to God? Does it is it please him? Does it bring a smile to his face? Or is God am I grieving the Holy Spirit? Am I grieving God? You know, am I yeah, the way you live, the way you do? Mm-hmm. So, so that's my answer to you. No, God doesn't erase your name, but the question is, was your name ever really there to begin with? And how about this? Uh, are, are, have you chosen to walk away from your salvation? Have you chosen to no, give I up your did. salvation? No. Well, then, then we can have we can have this confidence that if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. If we're if we're separated from the world, then we're in Christ. But you can't live in the world and live in Christ at the same time. No, you can't live two lives. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let me ask you another question. Okay, let me ask you something. But, I mean, could he show you the book once you get to heaven and if your name is in there or no? Well, you'll if you'll you'll know the minute the minute you leave this world, whether it's through death or the or or it's through the rapture, you know, you will know immediately if your if your if your name is there. You'll know. Yeah, because he'll tell you, "Well done, my faithful servant." Or he'll tell you, "Get away." You there you go. Yours. There you go. Okay, and then Sammy, listen. Are you busy tomorrow? Because I need to call you tomorrow and talk to you. I'll well, give me a call if I'm if I'm available. I'll be there. Okay. Well, all right, yeah, Jeremiah. Well, I mean, all right, Sammy. God bless. God bless. Good night. Oh, if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is eight eight eight. 
995-5552. A lot of, lot of questions tonight. Really uh, enjoyed uh, taking the questions. Um, and if you have a question or if you have a prayer request, call in. The number is 888-995-5552. I'm going to get into the Word a little bit tonight. And we're in Second uh, Corinthians tonight. And I love, you know, the way Paul finishes the fifth chapter and begins the sixth chapter. But, uh, you know, remember, these were, these letters were never, there were never chapters to these letters until hundreds of years later. The chapters are there to help us uh, find Scripture and be able to read Scripture. But this is, a, this is a, a letter that was sent to the Corinthians, and I love the thought here where he starts, he, he says in uh, the fifth chapter, the 20, 20th verse, says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And that's what Jeremiah was talking about. Be reconciled to God. Get right with God. You know, let Jesus get you right with God through his sacrifice, through his grace, through his mercy, through his love. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. Jesus lived the sinless life. He lived the perfect life. He did not know sin, but our sins were put on him. All of our sins, all the sins of all humanity, of all time, were put upon Jesus so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. No, God does. God knows you're not perfect. That's why he gave Jesus on the cross. That's why Jesus' sacrifice was so important on the cross, so that we might become the righteousness of God. But we have to be in Christ for that righteousness to apply to us. You know, he said, put on the righteousness of Christ. We put on the righteousness of Christ when we take off the unrighteousness of our sins. We give up our sins through the grace of God. He forgives us of our sins, and we put on the righteousness of Christ. And he goes on in the six, cha- six chapters, says, and working together with him. And I underline that. Working together with him. We need to work together with Christ. You can't live this life on your own. We need help. It says, and working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. You know, if you're not working with Christ, if Christ is not working in you, then you have received the, the, the grace of God in vain. Because you're like the, the parable of the sower. Because not, things are not going to stay the same. You're not going to stay saved. You're not going to be saved. I shouldn't say stay saved. You're not going to be saved. You know, because the seed of God was planted in your heart and you received, but because there was no uh, 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 good ground there, there was no good soil, the seed never took root and the, the cares of this world, the enemy of this world, Satan was able to come and steal that, the, the message from you. So we need to work together. You know, Jesus wants to work with you. He wants to work in you. And Paul is encouraging us, and working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Know this, Christian. You can't, we can't live this life. We can't do it alone. We need his help. And we need the help of other Christians. Why do you think, why do you think uh, we're encouraged to go to church? Why do you think we're encouraged to, to, to be, to, what does it say in Hebrews? Don't forsake the assembling together as some have done. You know, there are no uh, uh, Lone Ranger Christians. We need the fellowship of other Christians. We need to be encouraged by other Christians. We need to hear the word of God preached in church. We need to work together with Christ. We need to allow him to work in us, to work through us. And we need the help of other Christians. We need the encouragement of other Christians. You know, he says, he's uh, 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 quoting Isaiah 49 in verse 2, and he says, At the acceptable time I listened to you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Paul's emphasis is on the word now. There's no time to wait. When you hear the gospel, when you 
understand and you know the truth that we're all sinners in need of a Savior. And that I could never pay for my own sins. I can't be good enough to earn my salvation. I can't be good enough to be acceptable in God's kingdom. I can't. None of us can. None of us can. Because if you've broken one of the Ten Commandments, then you're guilty of all breaking all of the Ten Commandments. If you're guilty of breaking one law, you're guilty of breaking all the law. And that's the, the penalty for that is death. For there are none righteous, not one. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if you've fallen short of the glory of God, then the penalty is living separately from God for eternity in hell. And he says, once you've understood that you're a sinner and you need a Savior, don't wait. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Right now, if you're listening right now and you know you're a sinner and you want to be saved, if you know that, that you've broken God's law, then I encourage you, call in tonight and we'll pray. And you'll pray the prayer. We could pray the sinner's prayer. You can pray for salvation. You can pray and ask for your forgiveness. I'll pray with you. I'll help you. We'll pray together. And you could say, Jesus, come and live in my heart. Jesus, come and save me. In fact, if, you're a, if, you're, if, you're, if you want to pray that prayer right now, pray that prayer right now and just say with me, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I ask for forgiveness. I repent from my sins. And I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Receive me now into your kingdom, into your family. And be my Lord. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for your sacrifice. I believe you died on the cross for me. And you were raised on the third day. And you are alive now. Come live in my heart. And I will live the rest of my life. In intimate relationship with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you just prayed that prayer earnestly, that you really meant it. Because if you really meant it, then welcome to the family of God. You've heard the scripture that now is the acceptable time, that now is the day of salvation. And you responded, and the Lord has forgiven you and brought you into his family. He has saved you right now. Right now, heaven is rejoicing over you. If you pray that prayer, right now, the angels are rejoicing over your salvation because right now is the day of salvation. Right now is the acceptable time. Yes, Paul's emphasis is on right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't put it off. You know, if you have a question, ask your question and get the answer and then get saved. You know, when, when Peter preached the first uh, gospel message, of the book of Acts. What was the question? What shall we do now? They asked, how shall we be saved? And Jesus said, repent and believe in Jesus Christ and be baptized. He said, believe in Jesus and be baptized. Believe in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. You know, Acts, the second chapter, tells us that they asked the question and they got saved. After they heard Peter preach after they heard the, the, the gospel of Jesus, after they understood what, 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 what happened, how Jesus was the, the, uh, the, the sacrifice for their sins, how he was crucified for them. You know, they said, now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And Peter said to the rest of the apostles, and, and, and they said to Peter, and to the rest of them, they said, Brethren, what shall we do? After they heard the gospel, it says, When they heard the gospel, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. The gospel pierced their heart. Their sins were revealed to them. And they knew they were sinners. And they said, What shall we do? And Peter said, Repent. And each one of you will be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So now is the time. 
Now is the time of salvation. Now is the acceptable day of the Lord. And Paul goes on to talk to the Corinthians. And he says, giving no cause for offense in anything so that the ministry will not be discredited. He's saying, Corinthians, be careful. You're saved. You've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You're in Christ Jesus. You're new, your new creation. Don't live the way the world lives. Don't live in the world. You may be in the world, but you're not of the world. He's saying, watch your life. Be a good witness. Have a good testimony. Don't discredit the ministry that was given to you. God has given you a ministry. God has given you a, a, a commandment to go out and preach the gospel to make more disciples, to bring more people to the Lord, that God would use you through the power of the Holy Spirit to bring others to God the way you were saved, that others would be saved. So watch the way you live. Don't give an offense. Don't cause an offense. Don't live in a way where people can talk about you in a bad way. It says, don't give, giving no cause for offense in anything, so that the ministry will not be discredited. Be careful. Have a good witness. Have a good testimony. He says, but in everything, commending ourselves as servants of God. Remember, we are servants of God. Remember, to be a servant of God, you are serving a mighty and awesome God. In everything, remember that you're a servant of God. In endurance, he says, in afflictions, in hardships, in distresses, in beatings, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in hunger. In all of these things, remember that you're serving God. Yeah, afflictions will come. Hardships will come. Distresses will come. Beatings may come. You know, and, and you know something? Every one of these things, Paul went through every one of them. Peter, John, all the apostles, they all went through these things. But also it says in purity, in knowledge, in patience, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, in genuine love, in the word of truth, in the power of God, by the weapons of righteousness, for the right hand and the left, by glory and dishonor, by evil report and good report, regarded as deceivers and yet true. You know, some said that they were deceivers, but yet they were speaking the truth. And you might go through that too. People might talk about you and call you a deceiver, but you're preaching God's truth. As, as unknown, yet well known. As dying, yet behold we live. As punished, yet not put to death. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, yet possessing all things. In whatever we go through, no problem of hate. In whatever we go through, good or bad, we are to keep in mind that we are serving a great and awesome God. Yes, we will go through hardships. We will go through times of uh, uh, people lying about us or, or trying to discredit us or, or, or whatever. But in all that you go through, remember, we're serving God, commending ourselves as servants of God. He's telling them, uh, our mouth has spoken freely to you, O Corinthians. Our heart is open wide. What is Paul saying? He's saying, simply, I've, I've talked straight to you. I, I, I've told you the truth. My heart is open wide. You know, I haven't spoken to you in riddles. I've made things plain to you. He goes on and says, you are not restrained by us. We're not putting rules on you. We're not restraining you. But you are restrained in your own affections. You are restrained from evil because of your love for Jesus Christ and your love for others. Now, in like exchange, I speak to you as children. Open wide to us also. He's saying, listen to me. And this is one of the biggest things of this chapter, if not the biggest. He's saying, do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light 
with darkness. He's saying don't be don't be unequally yoked. Don't be bound to unbelievers. Don't be bound to the world. Don't be bound to worldliness. Don't be bound to people who are not Christian, who are not believers like you, who don't love the Lord like you do. He goes on to say, or what harmony has Christ with Belial? And you can ask, what is Belial? I had to ask, what, what, what is this word Belial? And it, it literally means in the Hebrew, uh, worthlessness. And it's another name for Satan. If you're bound to, to the world, if you're bound to unbelievers, it's like being bound to Satan. Why? Why? Because they don't believe in God. They're not Christians. They're not Christ followers. He says, or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? What do you have in common? You love the Lord and they don't. You follow the Lord and they don't. That's why Paul is saying, do not be bound together with unbelievers. Don't be unequally yoked. It says, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God has said. I will dwell in them and walk with them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst. He's not saying be bound to them. He's saying come out from them and be separate, he says. Be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. And if if you if you uh if you take this advice, if you heed this command, I should say, he says, I will welcome you and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord says. Christians are not to be bound to unbelievers. Christians are not to be Christians are to be in the world but not be bound to the world not to be of the world we are not to be tied we're not to be bound we're not to be unequally yoked to non-believers in any way this includes marriage business partnerships you know marriage is not a missionary field you can't marry somebody hoping to bring them to the lord the Bible doesn't encourage that. The Bible discourages that. It tells you don't do that. But non-Christians thinking that, well, Lasla had she'll turn to Christianity. Well, she might corrupt your son. He might corrupt your daughter. Don't be unequally yoked, the Bible says. These kinds of binding together can corrupt a believer. What does it say? In 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. In Luke 16, it says, No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. You can't serve God and the world. Don't be bound to unbelievers. Don't be unequally yoked, the Bible is saying. Be bound to Jesus Christ. Be yoked to Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come and take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy. I will give rest to the weary. You can trust God. You can love God. And we need to heed his commands. And one of his commands is do not be unequally yoked. Be in the world. Don't be out the world. Be in the world. Don't be bound to the world. Well, I've gone over my time. As you can, if you've noticed, that, that music's been playing for a while. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening. I, I hope you enjoyed the program. I, I enjoyed all of you called in tonight. Thanks for calling. God bless you all. Uh, thanks for the uh, for, for for the questions. I thought it was great. Uh, I just want to encourage you. Friday nights we're together at uh, 805 North First Avenue. Come out and worship with us. Come out and be with us in God's Word. Uh, 805 North 1st Avenue, Friday nights at 8 p.m., Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., 
the Hills Church at 805 North First Avenue. We hope to see you there. And then I hope to be back here next Saturday night bringing God's Word and praying for your prayer request. So join us back here at KKLA next Saturday night at midnight. God bless you. Good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.